And we're live. Going. We are live. We're going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is our first ever episode of Tales from the Casket, exploring all things horror. I am Raphael Mitchell from San Diego, California, lead vocalist of Dead Rise, a theatrical horror metal band, and also the CEO of DRM Productions, video, photos, and that almighty content. Yeah, let's introduce everyone else. Let's do it. My name is Cliff. I'm based here in California, and I am a cosplayer slash scare actor slash amateur YouTuber and a horror lover. This is Ben Stitch Houts based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. I am also following the footsteps of Raphael. I play music, I play guitar in a handful of goth bands and vocals and some others. Thanks for listening to our first show. Yeah, this is exciting. It took us a minute to get here and figure shit out, but here we are. I'm stoked. Forgot how to hit the record button, didn't we? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, shit, it says recording. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Hear me. Do that. Raphael, what got you into horror? How did you start down the path of darkness? Oh, the darkness. Actually, I always loved horror ever since I was a kid. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But ever since I was a youngin, it's my holiday. It's my life. It's actually a freaking lifestyle. But I guess you can say early on, even when I had little birthday parties going back to school, I would always rent the scary VHS horror movie. <laughs> you were that guy. I was that guy, unfortunately, those for those kids. So every time I had a party, all I would rent was horror movies and they would call their mommies and want to go home. And then I'm sitting there with a big ass smile on my face like, this is sick. I don't know why I'm scared. <laughs> so it's always been a thing for me. But if I had to choose like a movie or something that got me into it, it has to be Nightmare on Elm Street 1. I feel like that's just a 90s kid. Yeah. I realized that was a thing. It was like probably early 90s. It just captivated me. Because it was so subtle, but so spooky at the same time. Because you're getting attacked in your dreams by Mr. Freddy Cooker, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can't escape it. I, I was the kid running down the hallway, turning on the lights, which is go to bathroom, because it was that scary. <laughs> I think A Nightmare on Elm Street was like a lot of people's introductions, especially for people like around our age. I know it was one of the first like horror movies I ever saw as a kid as well. You couldn't escape Freddy Krueger. He was everywhere, like in the pop culture zeitgeist. He was a rock star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. What about you, Mr. Helm? You know what, dude? I've been a horror fan since I was like a little kid. I credit my mom, honestly, for getting me into horror. It all started with going to the kids today won't know anything about this, but going into those mom and pop video stores before even Blockbuster existed, before Video King, before Hollywood Video, yeah. and going into those places that were like kind of dingy, dangerous, had like a warehouse smell. All the VHSs were on wire racks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I always gravitated towards the horror section, like just falling in love with those those covers of those movies and letting my imagination run wild and seeing all the posters lined up across the walls in the video store. And like my mom, she would let me rent them, like depending on what the horror movie was, but some movies I saw that were probably, I was too young to see, but <laughs> that's what created my passion and my love for the genre. And it continues to this day. That's a huge bond I have with my mom. So I credit her the most for making me the horror fan that I am today. Yeah. Mama mom's yep. brainwashing you at a young age, huh? What about you, Ben? What got you into horror, man? I'm going to take a different direction. I feel like you guys said Nightmare on Elm Street was a huge step for me. But do you remember the book Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember you would go to the Scholastic uh, book fairs when we were a kid and you'd walk in there with $3 and you're like, motherfucker, this is the shit. <laughs> and you would open it and they had the illustrations from Steve and Gamble and you'd look at it and it would scare the living crap out of you. And it was just a photograph. It was just a word. Another big one for me was the band Black Sabbath. I remember my mm -hmm. dad would listen to it and it, you would just hear it and you're like, holy shit, what is this? Mm -hmm. So for me, I would almost credit scary stories to tell in the dark as being this huge stepping stone into when I say horror, I'm going outside of just film into the culture and just an elementary school kid sucking it up. I think every adolescent boy is infatuated with horror. Oh, you yeah, definitely afraid of it. So you want more of it. It's funny you mentioned scary stories to tell in the dark. There was a book that also got me into horror like at a young age. I don't think it's the same book, but it's something very like similar in title. Like it had a there was one story in particular with a girl. I think it was called The Green Ribbon. I it's, haven't read that or seen that. 
it's the i'm gonna spoil it for everybody right now so here it oh, comes man. i mean if you Spoiler haven't read alert. if you if you haven't read it the <laughs> book's been out for 30 plus years but no it's like a boy and a girl that they're they have a romantic link and they're young and she always has a green ribbon around her neck they grow up together they get married they have kids they get older and he's like why haven't have you ever taken that green ribbon off from your neck? And then, of course, at the end of the story, she takes the green ribbon off and her head falls off onto the floor. <laughs> but I don't know. As a kid, though, I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It scared me. But I honestly, I can't remember what the name of the book is, but it was like a, a very similar book where it told a bunch of short stories. And, dude, I read it all the time as a kid. I wish I could, like, remember the title of that book. I asked my therapist why I am obsessed <laughs> with death and horror. And she said, let me tell you about the book, Scary Stories. I guess it was taboo to read those books back then. And it was like, like they were like a lot of parents didn't like them. Yeah. They were banned in some areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and you read them, they're so whimsical and fun. They don't yeah. come from yeah. a terrifying place. They come from heart. So it's, it's interesting how that works. That, that was like a teaching book to keep kids in line or something like that. Like they had some lessons in there for you. Lessons. Don't be a <laughs> Don't get a spider in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Don't marry a girl with a green ribbon on her neck. Her head's going to fall uh, off. <laughs> uh, no, dude. I just, I just added that. I'm sure we were all those kids, though, man. Like, I remember being in elementary school and like second grade, I want to say. I was dressed up like Jason Voorhees at school when everybody else was like Sonic and Mario. And <laughs> it feels like sometimes. And then I was telling Lisa the other day, my girlfriend, when we go to conventions, I feel like these are my people that aren't around you all the time. They're all in one spot. This is an amazing feeling. So to be in middle school or high school, just being the weird kid, it's okay. It's fun because there's a lot of other weird kids. You just got to wait for the conventions or shows. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would say it's a really happy place to be. It's where you can let loose and and you're not trying to impress people or put on that show. You just soaking it in and, and you're not you don't have to perform or be anyone else you're just like i'm here and this is me this is it's home yes horror is life it's a lifestyle for sure. and isn't it a trip too that you mentioned like going to these conventions and being around like your people because like even here at home or like in my town i feel like trying to find another horror fan is like trying to find a needle in a haystack mm-hmm. but you go to a horror convention and then you got thousands of people just like you around you you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like where are you people <laughs> like when i go home on a norcal yeah but i credit like horror conventions like for a lot in my life that's how i met you guys you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. that's what led to this podcast so yeah Awesome. Yeah, let that be noted. Monster. If it wasn't if it wasn't for Monster Palooza, I don't think this podcast would even happen. Yeah, I'm very excited for it too. Three knuckleheads that love horror. Let's go. <laughs> On that note, Cliff, looking at your shirt, you're wearing a Hellraiser shirt, and then we're coming up to the one year anniversary of the Hellraiser Hulu series or film, the 2022 release. How'd you feel about that movie? me personally man uh, yes i am wearing a hellraiser shirt today first of all let me preface it by saying that i'm a huge hellraiser fan i can't say that like i'm a i love every movie in the franchise i'd be lying i don't but i do love the first four 100 and i want to say honestly that hellraiser bloodlines i think was my introduction to the franchise i just remember that one being on cable all the time when i was oh, a kid. interesting yeah. yeah i don't know why but i always remember that one and uh, But yeah, dude, so I was pretty excited. I was pretty pumped, dude, when they said they were making a new Hellraiser film because it's been a long time that it's been for us Hellraiser fans that we've gotten a good entry in the franchise, especially one that was backed up with some money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty excited, dude. And when I heard that David Bruckner was going to be directing, I had seen The Night House. I think that came out like a year or two before the Hellraiser Fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. 100%, dude. I really liked it a lot. So I knew that the franchise would be in good hands. So I was excited from the get-go. And I tried not to build my expectations up too high because I didn't want to be let down. And honestly, I could say that I wasn't, dude. I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was really well done. And I enjoyed the um, special effects. I enjoyed the the care that they uh, put into the film and respecting the source material. And um, I thought they did a really good a job with um, being clever and taking it in new directions and introducing new ideas to uh, the mythology of the Cenobites and and um, to the characters. Like now, I've never seen re- this remake, this reboot of it at all. So this it was my first time watching it. 
And I've seen the original like a long time ago, maybe one time. So I didn't really, I knew the characters and I knew the demons and stuff like that, but I didn't think that it would translate as well as it did to today's day and age. And I'm like, okay, I think I love me some fucking Hellraiser. <laughs> I was never a huge fan until I saw that remake recently. So. You know, something that's really special about Hellraisers, he was that Freddy Cougar where when I saw him at a young age, I couldn't forget him. Yeah. I never forgot his image or his likeness. And everything he says is witty. Everything he says is smart. Everything he says is godlike. And you're just like thinking, this is maybe not the best movie, but it's the perfect character and the special effects. It. And like you said, Cliff, they really honed in on that with this 2022 version. They, I mean, it's beautiful. I don't know if you guys remember at the end of the movie when the leviathan comes down above the house and oh yeah start getting lifted in the air and then the hellraiser music starts and you're just thinking jesus christ this <laughs> is exactly what i wanted from this film and they gave mm -hmm. it to me so I, i'm happy with it and, and jamie clayton ooh, what a oh, smoke yeah. show she's gorgeous in that makeup 100 percent. yeah i thought she was an excellent choice to play the role and i like the fact that they played for in this movie, anyways, they played the character as not being male nor female, which is how the oh. character of the Hell Priest was represented in Clive Barker's original novels. It wasn't supposed to be male or female. You know what I mean? I, I didn't the, know any of that. Like, because I was expecting like one male and then, or one female and the rest males in the original characters, but that's a freaking new information there. <laughs> yeah. And that's not anything to take away from what uh, Doug Bradley brought to the character right. because, I mean, he was excellent. You know what I mean? He uh, he is pinhead, but I thought Jamie Clayton filled those shoes. You know what I mean? That's those are big shoes to fill. And I thought she did right. a really good job. And I thought she probably honestly represented the character from the novel most accurately because of that. Yeah, I, I would say the special effects artist killed it in that movie. It, it was incredible. The, the way the Cenobites were a lot of flesh and it was more than just leather suits. It was mind blowing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm in the wrong career. <laughs> just, just to be brutally honest, this last, I literally finished watching it an hour ago. Oh, sweet. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's fresh as fuck is in my mind. I was like, I started started it last night and I fell asleep. Started it this afternoon. It was that good, huh? Get, get, <laughs> like getting things set up and getting myself prepared to do this and stuff like that. But then I finally finished it. Finally, about an hour ago. Nails in the coffin. Here's the question. If, if we're going to rate this, we're going to go zero to 10 stars, 10 being the best. Let's change the stars to nails in the coffin. How many nails in the coffin are you going to give it? From a first time viewer, not really indulged into the franchise as, as most people. I, it was an eight out of 10. Eight uh, out that's, of nails in the coffin. That's pretty damn good. That's exactly where I'm at. I'm saying about eight. Eight nails in the coffin out of 10. I thought it was great. And for being a huge fan, I would say the Hellraiser franchise for me, the first two movies are some of my favorite of all time. And that franchise completely crashed and, and it just, it crashed, it burned and it smothered out. So to mm -hmm. have something come back and have this really strong influence of, like we said, just the Cenobites and the beauty, I'm going to give it eight out of 10. What about you, Cliff? You know what? I'm right there with you guys. I love the movie and I enjoy so many aspects of it. Like I said, the special effects, I think the directing is really well done. The set design is just beautiful. Whoever did the set design on that film, chef's kiss. Like it's beautiful. You know what I mean? The cinematography, outstanding. And the direction is spot on. I, I do love the movie. The reason I'm going to give it an eight and I can't say I'm going to give it a nine or I'm going to give it a 10. I did feel honestly that it maybe ran a little longer. I think you maybe could have tightened it up, edited it down a little bit. But other than that, it's a solid film. It's a solid film in the franchise, and I'm definitely giving it eight nails in the coffin. It took me all day to watch it, and I was just kept <laughs> 15 minutes left. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's been 15 minutes for four hours. I was like, okay, yeah, it's the gift that keeps giving. It yeah, just doesn't... Mm -hmm. it was a little long, but definitely priceless. Now, do you guys do you think they're going to do another sequel to that? I've always hoped that they would start building movies based on Cenobites. And about more about the box and the Cenobites than, say, Pinhead and get an overall bigger vision of this world. Because, you know, every movie they're bringing in different Cenobites and these different characters that you fall in love with and they're gone. 
what do you guys think? Do you think they're going to expand off this Hellraiser 2022 Hulu attack? I would hope so. It's how long do you know anybody know how long this was in the making for to make this one? Uh, I want to say it had been being talked about for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I do like last I read, they were planning to make another film, whether David Bruckner is going to be attached to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I also know that they were also planning a TV series with David Gordon green. So that was going to be like completely separate from this movie. I don't know if that's still happening and to be quite on Yeah. And honestly, I don't know. David Gordon Green, I have a love-hate relationship with him. So <laughs> I don't know if I want him touching the Hellraiser franchise, but we'll see. It could be good. Yeah, you got to give everything a little bit of a chance. Yeah, I would definitely like to see where this new film can go. I really like the, like I said, the new ideas and new mythology they added to the Leviathan and to how the Lamech configuration works. I like how like you actually need to be cut by the box and it needs to absorb your blood to come after you. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. I like uh, that it was a transformer robot in disguise box. Right. <laughs> Think keep keeps changing and moving. And I like also too how they like introduce the idea of when the Cenobites come, like when the walls open up, it's almost like a puzzle box in itself. Like walls start shifting, hallways start opening. I thought that was a pretty neat idea. It was pretty cool. So I would definitely love to see where they take it. And you got to bring Jamie Clayton back. She was great. All all the Cenobites are really great. Yeah, for sure. They were cool. I was very impressed with all the details on them. I thought it was amazing. But what was your guys' favorite kill? You know, something that stood out to me was, I can't remember the guy's name. He's got the thing in his heart with his... Oh, Vought? Wasn't it yeah. Vought? Vought uh, or, Vo- like or Voight? Or Voight? Uh, yeah, we're, right. we're already losing credibility. <laughs> you're right. I, I just checked on IMDb. It was Vought. Okay. Or Voight, yeah. however you say it. But yeah. I something that stuck out to me was out of, out of his back and then in his heart, he had this mechanism that would, every time he would try to do something, it would tighten and cripple him back down. And I, I really liked the S&M kind of vibe of that. Like every time you stand up, you get yeah, back in. Stand up, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. The split throat on the out of the characters that got healed. Which one was your favorite scene that killed? Uh, of course, the end when he's all going up the Leviathan to the top of the house. That? <laughs> Purgatory. <laughs> yeah, or right before the credits too. That that was pretty epic when he's laying on that. This is what happens after they take you. So that's yeah, what, exactly. That's what cool. I wanted to ask. Are we all in agreement that he's being turned into a Cenobite? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They didn't destroy him, so they're using him for something because that was the they had that saw twist in there. I was like, oh, he knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Money. So, so Raphael, I know you're not super familiar with the franchise, but there's a a heavy leaning of S and M and sexual agenda in these movies. I get that. Um, and if if you start watching this Hellraiser 2022 at the end when they're turning him into a Cenobite, he's laying on this crucifix shaped thing and it looks like a cock and balls. So yeah, you're no, like, you're, and because it's Hellraiser, you're like, did they plan this or is it just going? It's just a coincidence or is that is he laying on a I'll cock and balls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they're taking that away. Don't worry. <laughs> what was your favorite kill, Raphael? The first, I think it was like the first main one when they were about to, like all hell broke loose was the girl in the van because she she was just there to help and it yeah <laughs> they always are back in the van i was like i'm here for support and then she gets tra- trapped in that other realm and her fucking head explodes or gets cut off and they're like oh shit van crashes <laughs> and i'm yeah. like all right i that i was that got my attention i was like wow that's sick yeah yeah i like that kill a lot that's probably my favorite because i feel like it's most close to the original films. Cause one thing that like I felt in this film anyways was in a way lacking is that with the original Hellraiser films, you come to expect like extreme, like gore, extreme violence. And that, that kill in particular reminded me of those original kills from the original films. The most, I thought it was pretty gruesome and it was pretty grotesque. And yeah, it had it was- the uncle Frank feel of just getting pulled apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That was definitely my favorite. But the end, like when he's being turned to a Cenobite, that's easily probably my next favorite kill for sure. Yeah. It was cool to actually see like a transformation. The moral the Yeah, they made it feel godly and just this like exactly. worldly. And it was really cool. I also like how they actually 
it's cool how the Cenobites have to follow their own rules. So like when she stabs the Chatterer with the Lament configuration, Pinhead's fuck, you're out. <laughs> and they just fucking tear his ass apart. I, I was sad to see the Chatterer go because it's probably like my next favorite Cenobite. But I was like, you I know, mean, what? that's pretty cool that they have their own rules that they have to follow no matter what. There's been a Chatterer pretty much in every movie almost. So I'm sure he'll be back. It's the guy oh, with yeah. teeth, right? Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. And it's just creepy in general. He's like, holding him down with the gate. And he's just, I was like, that's worse than getting teared apart. Cause you're, he's like, are you hungry? Yeah. He's like, cutting the lips. He's thirsty. He's a little dehydrated. Snap into a slim gym. <laughs> Receding freaking lips. <laughs> and I love too, how we got more visuals of the Leviathan. That's like something that's always interested me. And we didn't get to really see too much of besides Hellraiser two. You know what I mean? So it was very cool that like they brought, that back and we got to see more of it and we they delved a little more into the mythology of it it's just such a cool and intriguing like figure and i like how it's the leviathan that he is ascended into that transforms him into a cenobite i thought that was a pretty cool idea pinhead is a nickname for that character right it's not the actual the the hell priest is the actual name or the priest okay the hell priest thing Mm -hmm. killing people is a work of art and I thought that was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So in the, through the franchise, every Cenobite kind of has a nickname. Uh, mm-hmm. Butterball, Chatter, Pinhead, Female, Deep Throat. They, they all have these funny names. CD, Torch. Bar- Barbie. Stitch. Barbie, yeah. So they all have funny fat names. One. What's that? I didn't see this fat one with the glasses. Yeah, that's oh, Butterball. Butterball, yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy from a kid being a kid. Yeah. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Dude, I actually reached out to Monster Palooza and I was like, hey, do you guys take uh, if I wanted to see like a particular like guest, are you guys open to possibly bringing them? They're like, yeah, what's up? What do you got in mind? I was like, we haven't seen the Hellraiser cast at Monster Palooza in years. I would love to see like the original like Cenobites there. Like they've they've had Doug Bradley a few times, which has been super cool. I met him twice. And but I was like, I'd really like to get like my Hellraiser poster signed by all the Cenobites. I think that'd be dope. And they're like, you know what? You're right. We haven't done that in a long time. We'll keep that in mind. And we should do that. And I was like, fingers crossed. Please make it happen. A couple of years <laughs> ago, they just did that at Days of the Dead in Las Vegas. They had the whole cast. Then they had oh, man. Uh, some of the Cenobites from other movies, such as Angelique. So oh, that's cool. It was pretty cool. The original four. And then, but I don't know if you've seen them. They're all getting pretty old. I met Doug Bradley yeah. a couple of years ago and he's getting up there as well. Did you meet him at Monster? I met him at Monster Palooza and he's fantastic. I'm not one for autographs and meeting celebrities, but there's a couple. Robert England and Doug Bradley were, you know, childhood still heroes. So I had to do it. That's yeah. cool, dude. Ben, That's we were probably both there at the same time and didn't even know it. Yeah. You probably had a hockey mask over your face. I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the same year as your cosplaying as Leatherface when you met him? Mm-hmm. Last year, last year, Monster Palooza, or was it the one before that? No, it was before that. I, I think it was say the year that Matt Lillard the first was time. there. Yeah. Yeah, because I yeah. It's been a few years ago since the first time I met him. But yeah, he was super cool. Like I was nervous about meeting him because like you hear different things, but I was like, guys, I mean, like he's British. I think that's just you know, that's just their way. You know what I mean? He's not very expressive. He, he's not he's very, a gentleman. He's a gentleman, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's I was nervous so about great. meeting him, but he was super cool. And as soon as he saw that I had a ghost t-shirt on, he's a big ghost fan. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Of so we just started ch- of the band ghost. Yeah. Oh, nice. So we just started like chatting ghosts. about that. Sick. Not a fan of the band though. <laughs> yeah. No, they're all right. I don't No, Yeah, don't, they're okay. I don't love or hate rats. I w- uh. Okay. I was a bigger fan prior to that release coming out. I'm not so much of a fan these days. I like yeah, the older change. stuff. Yeah, I blacked out the last bit. time I saw them. <laughs> I had a great time from what I remember. Cheers yeah. to that. Cheers to that killer killer clown. <laughs> Hold that at your local spirit store. I was going to say, you, you, nice. you went to spirit this year, picked up a cup. Uh, this is an old one. You know what? That reminds me. I went to four, four or five spirit stores to do a video, and I didn't pick up a cup. I'm going to have to go back. Mm. So I went to mm. all in my in my local area. I've been to two this year, so just to see if they're just just to see if they were all equally spooky. Mm. But some of them have some stuff that the other store don't, and and vice versa. So it's always right. good to check them all out, see what they got. 
I picked up a really great creep show long sleeve this year. I was pretty impressed with it. Sweet. I'm uh, a, I'm a creep show fan. I got this. T-shirt. Oh yeah. Terrifier. Oh, nice. Never heard of her. No. Nope. <laughs> I've been to gone to your local spirit this year. Yeah. I've gone to my local spirit. I've only gone to one store, but I've wanted to go to a couple other locations. Let's check I, it out. Yeah. I didn't buy anything. I actually did look at the coffee mugs, which is funny because like my, <laughs> my, my cabinet is overflowing and I want to say half of them were bought at spirit. Yeah. But, Nothing really stuck out to me, but it's funny you mentioned that you bought a creep show long sleeve because I went to a local antique shop that's like here, like where I live, and it's called Incredible Finds. And I actually found Creep Show on Blu-ray in there for five bucks. And I was like, you know what? I don't own it, so I'm gonna pick it up because I feel like it's hard to come by. That's a win. That's definitely a win in my book. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm actually pretty excited to introduce it to my kids because I think that's like a good like gateway horror movie for them. Oh yeah, and it's not overly scary where they'd like be up all night. Exactly. Even though my daughter's like, I want to see the most scary stuff that you can oh, show me. Says, Dad. <laughs> Bring it. I like her. Yeah, no, she really does. She wants to see everything. Like we watched, she wanted to see Annabelle really bad. So recently we watched Annabelle and she loved it. My son was terrified, but she loved it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're definitely my daughter. <laughs> Not to spoil the, the future of the show, but speaking of Annabelle and the Conjuring universe, the nun two is coming out in a couple of weeks. And I feel like we should probably jump on that. Oh yeah. We should all go to the movies, hold hands, eat popcorn, and see where off. it goes. It comes out tomorrow, right? Uh, it? Yeah, I think you're right. This weekend. Oh yeah. my gosh, I, I should have pre-game tickets. I'm such a fool. Yeah, you fool. It literally comes out on my birthday. It's going to be a, a present to myself. Cliff, you're turning 12 all over again. <laughs> all over again, man. <laughs> to, to give the listeners some perspective and some background on who we are and, and what we do, I've actually never met Cliff in person. We've mm-hmm. been at the same conventions and the same institutions, but we've actually never met. I've never shaken the guy's hand. Not in person. We've I've only stalked his IG. <laughs> and Raphael <laughs> used to live in Salt Lake City, and we used to play music and tour together. So we've played a lot of shows together and shared a lot of beers over the years. And I, I reached out to him one day and I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast and just talk horror movies? I don't have any friends that like horror movies. And he was like, <laughs> I know yeah, the feeling. And you should meet my friend Cliff. He's like you. He doesn't know people. I met him once. Let's hang <laughs> out. And then yeah, dude. it's going to be a year ago since we met. We met at Son of Monster Palooza. I know. And you know what? It came up on my memories and I got the dude butterflies. I was like, that's my boy. I was like, you doing so fucking your cosplay. Like I mentioned when I didn't even know you, I was like, this is movie quality to the T. And I appreciated it. I think I yeah. went back and found you a second time. I was like, give me more footage. Hey, That's Raphael, I... can you explain what man butterflies are? <laughs> it's when you have a dude crush, buddy, <laughs> and you're like, I like what you do. And the other guys, I like what you do. And then memories come up in your stories and you, you get, it's almost like bubble guts. But Any diarrhea? Yeah, almost like that, but it's more exciting. It's like more of the fight or flight. <laughs> I, I gotta go sorry do you get teary-eyed and light some candles and just take the moment in yeah if i can go to my leather face and homemade mask and i light a candle i'm like memories of the way we were like now I- are you guys gonna cosplay at son of monster palooza this year <clears throat> i was going to cosplay as a dead rise character as my dead rise character at least one day oh that's fun yeah, and people, what are you supposed to be here? Listen to my band. <laughs> yeah, bring your business cards. Like, yeah, yep. I'm fucking strategizing, bro. And were you doing that because Corey Taylor was originally going to be there? Hell yes. I know. I was going to so take a bummed. picture with him in my Dead Rise gear. Yeah, yeah. all five feet of him. Yep. Yep. And then post it to IG and say and Corey all, Taylor approves. Twelve inches of him too. I, I know. You can say that out loud. I can say whatever I want. It's a podcast. (laughs) Right. I don't know if I'm going to cosplay, man, because originally I was going to go all three days and now it's looking like I may only be able to attend two days. Boom. I know. know. If I go, it's more than likely. It's going to be Saturday for sure. But on Saturday, I was planning to just get footage, man. I really want to put this Weeble I bought to use. I spent all that money, man. I need to use it. Yeah. And not only that, but every day I see you posting content, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's so damn good. For the listeners at home, like, f- follow Raphael's IG and follow DRM Productions because his content is amazing, dude. He's going to, you're going places, sir. 
<laughs> but going to the gas station to get another beer. I'm right. yeah, back. I'm gonna bring my camera. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm planning to film on Saturday. I could cosplay on Friday, but honestly, Friday, dude, it's it's more chill on Friday, and I just want to see the vendors and check out like like what I might want to purchase. I'm not really yeah. You gotta like, have cosplay. Your, so you want to film and then actually absorb the experience. I get it. Yeah. So I usually absorb on Friday, and then Saturday is either for cosplay or in this instance, it's going to be for filming. Getting back so I, to the Instagram handles. Yeah. Everyone say their Instagram handle. You first, Mr. Cliff. My Instagram handle is at Helm Street Lives. And um, I mostly just post uh, my cosplay content. I've started to post a little bit of um, video content. I'm starting to dabble with that. And I started a YouTube channel recently. So I'm just jumping back and forth. Nice. My Instagram handle is Stitch spelled with one T. So Stitch inside. And I primarily just post pictures of my girlfriend and my bands. And your cat. I play a lot of cat pictures. That's the important part. I play guitar <laughs> and tragic black. I play bass and vocals in a band called Opaque Shades. I do vocals in All Gone Dead. I play in a black metal band called Substain. So uh, right now I'm running about four or five bands. Man. A podcast. Yeah. And it's going to be on YouTube too. I think we're going to try and get that up and running so we can, so people could put faces to the voices and voices to the faces. And oh boy. It'll be interesting. Mm, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. You're, hey, we're gorgeous men. Come on. Come on. Right. That's a confidence. Look at that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these talking to each other? We've all got beautiful, lovely long locks. We've all got nose piercings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? That was a thing. We We're like three beautiful triplets. <laughs> My personal is Raphael underscore dead rise. That's the one if you want to get personal with me. But the professional is underscore DRM underscore productions. Mm-hmm. I told everybody I am the vocalist of dead rise. We are going to put out a new single this month, which is exciting and a pain in the ass, but more exciting. Than <laughs> the but it it's going to happen. It's gonna. It's entitled "Slow Burn." It's a different. It's slightly different than what your people are used to hearing from us. So, I'm very excited awesome. to unleash that and out into the world. Oh, that's great. Yeah. If anybody wants photos or videos, get at me. Oh, and I should mention too that Raphael sent me some some upcoming music of his, and I will be reviewing some of it on my YouTube channel. So, if you guys want to check that out, my YouTube channel is The Helms Realm. So, that's gonna be fun. Amazing. Do you rhyme? <laughs> you know, my, my, my wife actually came up with that name i was like you know what that's pretty awesome actually i think Take it. we're actually going to be like some of the events that we're going to be going to she wants to get in on it too so i was like you know what the helms realm actually fits she wants to do Eat like a, a like a grim life collective like type of youtube channel so i was like yeah let's do it that's yeah awesome. you got nothing to lose right exactly a, a lot of time and effort and energy but that's fine Blood, <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. You guys yeah. are preaching to the choir. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I was going to take a stab at interviewing vendors or something at this other upcoming event called Creep IE. So it's CreepyCon is what they call it at the Inland Empire. I'm very nervous but excited because I don't know how to interview people. I'm just going to be like, what's up? Like your shit. Tell me about it. <laughs> Can I buy you a beer? <laughs> I get real friendly and they, and they like me. You're personable. I, I think it'll work out just fine for you, bud. I'm nervous. Yeah, keep pushing it. Tell me about your Chucky dolls, sir. I've actually been wanting to check out that convention. And I wanted to go to the last one because they had the Terrifier 2 cast there. Ooh. I was like, Damn. I never uh, been to this one, so it's exciting to check it out. That it, I'll be there on the 23rd of September, just the Saturday. You robot so, it out for a second there, but I got the gist of what you said. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm half human, half machine. <laughs> Terminator B, that's me. I know your secret. Guilty pleasures. Let's talk about guilty pleasure movies. Do you guys have a movie, play? maybe something you're embarrassed of or something that, that it doesn't have a good review, generally loved, but there's some special spot for you where you just... If you don't have anything right now, Raphael, I'll talk and let you think about it. Yeah, you <laughs> or do you got or do you got one no i got i i thought about it earlier but i don't know all right all right you think about it you think about it buddy all right so a guilty pleasure of mine i'll probably catch a lot of flack for this but 
I really enjoy the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. I know people. It's a great movie. movie. <laughs> oh, that, oh, do you really like it? Yeah. Are you being serious? Yeah, All right. I'm a sucker for horror and for fucking everything. Thank you. Yes, dude. Everybody hates that movie, dude. I enjoy it. I think it's hilarious, dude. Matthew. Matthew McConaughey's is just chewing up the scenery. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You got Renee Zellweger in there, dude. It's just, dude, it's hilarious, man. Robot and honestly, like little secret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is and then the fucking that dude at the, at the end that's like from the Illuminati or whatever yep. with his nipple piercings. Why why are his nipples like down on his stomach? But uh, <laughs> no, dude, I fucking <laughs> I fuck I, I love that movie, dude. I think it's hilarious. I actually introduced it to to my wife like this past year. And honestly, out of all the films, she's, I think this might be my favorite just because I enjoyed the experience of watching it so much. And I was like, exactly. It's, right. It's crazy. You know yeah. I mean? It's just, it's insane. And here's a little secret right now. I'm in the midst of purchasing a next generation poster mask. And uh, that might be a future cosplay coming up. I might have to get the pantyhose out and uh, see what dress I could fit that into that in my wife's closet. Face <laughs> that. To today, I think was a great movie. Very Buffalo Bill inspired, but yeah. I dig it. Dude. The the I overacting just, in that movie is just it's it's perfect. You know, it, yeah. Don't go to prom. And Leatherface is like screaming, <laughs> is screaming more than the victims. Right. In that it's movie. true. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Raphael? He's mocking them. Oh God. Okay, I'm gonna have to say, guilty pleasure would be Witchboard. Ooh, you... I haven't seen that. No, check it out. It's badly good. It's so bad. It's got a lot of boobs in it, doesn't it? Oh, uh, co- yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like a lot of boobs? Every time me and Lisa watch him, like, babe, babe, boobs. She's like, I know. I have some. Pause. Pause. I know. Rewind. Like, I've seen that before. These are, these are 80s boobs. <laughs> They're different. Like, I got those. They got tan lines. High <laughs> waisted panties. Oh. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm, I'm saying it now, dude. Bring back the tan lines. Yeah. Bring yeah. Uh, I'm okay with that. Fan. Yeah. Bring it back. I'm a fan. I'm gonna have to watch that movie, dude. Is it an old? So it's obviously it's an older movie. If we're talking about tan line boobs, oh, so yeah. when when did it come out? Uh, exact date, I'm not sure. I know it's 80s, but I know it's on Amazon. Check it out. I can look. I can Google that shit right now. I'll watch it. 100. <laughs> I'll watch it, dude. I love discovering like new little gems. Yeah, it's not. I don't that. know if it's a gem. That was some VHS <laughs> stuff going on in over there. <laughs> You'll be surprised with what kind of movies I really like from that era that are just like what most people would consider like trash. <laughs> uh, I, I love trash movies. Yeah. A little bit of schlub is good. Ways trash. Fucking, it was 86, baby. My Ooh, perfect. 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 86, baby. Come on down. I sound like a fucking football dad. Oh, number <laughs> so you literally just aged yourself on the podcast. Now everybody knows your yeah. age. Yeah. They so, all know you're 14. So. Forever. I guess I'll throw it out there. I'm an 85 baby. Yep. 81. I've Made got you beat by four and five years. Hey, we're all 80s. That's what matters. Yep. <laughs> 80s, ladies. <laughs> tell. 80s. We came from the last great decade. <laughs> I feel like I was fucked. I was born at the wrong. <laughs> How did that work for you? <laughs> no, I feel like I'm like, come on. These songs are hits. If I was in the fucking 1980s, <laughs> fucking Whiskey Gogo, I'd be fucking there, bro. Right? Yeah, dude, the 80s were great, dude. The movies were great. The yeah. fucking the music was great. The drugs were great. Yeah, they were, <laughs> they were okay. No fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. Fent- money was fentanyl. money was flowing. Everybody was happy. I wasn't making money in the 80s. Serial <laughs> killers everywhere. Cereal, was- exactly. <laughs> Cre- creating great content for later. Great docu series for no. later. Thank you. You could murder people without getting caught. It was great. Yeah, in a heat wave. <laughs> With DNA forensics now, we'll catch you 30 years later, but, you know. I dare you swab your mouth now. <laughs> no, oh, I man. love the 80s, man. I was curious. So, wait, did you give your guilty pleasure, Ben? Go no, on. you didn't ask. Thanks for asking. Yeah, what is your guilty pleasure, <laughs> sir? Hey, what, since we're on the theme of Hellraiser, what is your pleasure, sir? So, I don't know if you guys know Tom Devlin or Full Moon Pictures. It's I do. It's, a, it's ridiculous and over the top, but to fall asleep, I always put on the, the Killjoy series. I don't know if you guys ever saw that, but I haven't, but I know what it is. Yeah, yeah there, there's a whole bunch of them. They're really terrible, but there's something <laughs> really special about them that I just love. I'm like, oh, my God, I could watch this shit every day. And it's the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Complete trash movies, but they are That's so fine. much fun. And, you know, it's 
So when I when I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm like, I'll just put on Killjoy. It's fine. Yeah, especially the later ones, man. They're out of control. How many are there? The good question, probably ten or something. Jeez, there's there's a ton of them. They they go back pretty far, but they've brought it back, and they're almost like watching Insane Clown Posse or something. They're out of control and really (laughs) bad. But you just lay there in bed chuckling. Oh my god, who thought of this shit? So basically, it like went the route of Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same effects team. A lot of the same people that are involved with Puppet Master involved oh, okay. with Killjoy. So it's it's terrible trash shrub, but it's special in a weird, terrible takes, way. That takes place at the carnival or something? Or is that- uh, yeah, so there's a lot of them. Some are at carnivals. Some okay. He started out as being just like a serial killer clown dude. Yeah. Then he's transported to hell and back. And if you ever get bored, watch some of the later ones and you'll just, oh my God, they're funny. <laughs> like some are you afraid of the dark stuff nice. i heard they, i heard they brought that show back did they they're are like oh the god yeah. i had no data ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know when we were uh, we were just talking about things that got us into horror do you remember goosebumps yes 100 like that changed every kid's life they were really like holy shit say cheese and die what the fuck's that mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it yeah of course my favorite book was the haunted mask that was my jam right there yeah that one was great yep especially being somebody like like dressing up in costumes obviously i still do it to this day so (laughs) yeah that that was my jam dude that book because i just love dressing up as my favorite horror character so that's the one that i related to the most here's a piece of trivia for you i played in a horror punk band recently and the artist tim jacobus drew our record cover and Tim Jacobus is the same artist that drew all those old Goosebumps covers like Say Cheese and Die and Oh, that's badass. All the old stuff. And he did our album cover and it's actually really cool. I feel immortalized by Tim Jacobus and I'm pretty stoked on that. Email that's fucking awesome. inserted here. Watch later. <laughs> it's a cool piece Hell of art. Yeah. I was curious, since we're like on the subject of guilty pleasures, has there been has there been any like film you've watched recently that you thought was pretty good within the genre? I watched Boogeyman. It just came out the, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. And I, I fucking really liked it. It was a corny jump scare movie. Everything's jumping off the walls to get you, but it was fun. It was corny, but fun. I've been contemplating to try and check that out someday. Yeah. I, I would recommend it if you want a good jump scare movie that's yeah. kind of action-packed a little watch. bit. Yeah. What about you, Raphael? Have you watched anything recently? Nothing new recently. I'm a fucking broken record, dude. So Hell, <laughs> Hellraiser was the most recent thing you watched? <laughs> yes. Two hours ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched a movie recently on Hulu that actually Myra was the one who came across it. She was just like doom scrolling through Hulu. And she's like, this movie looks pretty good. It's called The Menu. And Loved uh, it. Oh, oh you watch it? Dude, it's wow. so good. It's so I fucking loved good. It. <laughs> okay, I'll check it out. I wasn't sure about that when I saw the previews. I was like, Raphael, being a, somewhat of a chef yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cannibalism, I assume. Uh, Spoilers. Rib, some green I'll, inferno. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say this. I'll say this much. It keeps you guessing. And that's what I really liked about the movie. I would agree. Yeah. The yeah. other day we were at my girlfriend's dad's house and he's like, have you seen that movie? The menu, it fucking sucked. And I was like, Mind blown. I was like, really? Wow. It's incredible, but yeah, he didn't like it. No, I thought it was really good, dude. And you got Nicholas Holt, you got Anya Taylor Joy, Ralph Fiennes. They just totally killed it, dude. Such a good movie and clever. Like, there's no other movie like it. Yeah, it, it was very different, which is something I always look for in a movie. Yeah. Even if it's bad, if it's different, then it's cool, you know? Yeah. I think you'll appreciate it, Raphael, because I know you love to cook. Yeah. I love so. me some barbecue. Yeah, brother's barbecue so good, make you want to smack your mama. <laughs> yeah, you'll enjoy it, man. Hey, don't worry, we can. We... So this is my first podcast ever. I don't know what to do if you have to pee. <laughs> you just you don't even got to pause it. You just yeah, go you pee and you talk, edit this part talk. out. Yeah, you edit this. <laughs> I gotta pee. Let's talk about Raphael the whole time. Yeah, we should. Oh, uh, we just oh oh well, we just talked about how you like to wear lingerie on the weekends and only you know. on. Yeah. God so we, we were just talking about that you're going to CreepyCon here in a couple weeks. This weekend in Salt Lake City, we have the Oddities and Curiosity Show. Love it. Uh, so it's a little bit horror based. I have some friends in from Austin that are vending and from Denver. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But I don't know if you guys have been to an Oddities show. It's just a bunch of crazy, weird shit everywhere. And you see a lot of people carrying like 
Moosehead taxidermy. Is there? Oh, nice. Do they travel? Do they go to different states? Yeah, it travels. From, I think they I have think one in Los Angeles, in Orange County. Yep, having they sure do. at the end of September or something like that. Yeah, but and it it's... was like happening at the same time I was doing something else, so I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah. Go. So it, it goes around, and there's a lot of just vendors and a lot of fucking people watching to do a lot of drinking, the good stuff. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I love the oddity stuff. Hashtag. Bearded Lady Museum, Mystic Museum. It's a fun time. What about Slashback? Love me some Slashback. I think they're changing it up right now, which is freaking cool. Are they going to take out that video store? They're changing the look. Okay. A different vibe. I don't know what exactly to do. I'm trying not to watch their stories because they're putting up little updates. I'm like, no, I don't want to know. Just tell me what it's done. (laughs) I got to (laughs) wait. I'm that guy. I've stopped watching previews as much as I can just to go. You don't watch movie trailers? Just, I just. If it's like a franchise that's been there for a minute, I don't want to watch them. I just want to go see it. I don't want right. any judgment. Like, I wish I didn't watch. That's a whole nother show. The fucking, the last Halloween. Ah. That's a whole nother show. All right, we got to yeah. touch on that. Oh, I just sure. saw the whole movie. Sick. But- Come on, McBride. Dude, I, I don't think I've been to Slashback since they did the Evil Dead experience, which I thought was pretty dope. That was a lot yeah. of fun. I Seeing the original that. props. I'm bummed. They were it? It down, changing it to what it is now. Yeah. When oh, I, okay. Last time. I actually went for the Evil Dead experience too. It was pretty fun. Again, Ben, we were probably there at the same time. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> I bet you're right. I go out to Los Angeles a few times a year. I'm sure I've ran into you. Yeah, more than likely. We've been in the, in the same area at the same time yeah. at some horror event. So Cliff, how far away are you from Los Angeles? Mm, so three or four hour drive? On a, on a good day <laughs> with not so bad traffic, it'll take me like roughly four and a half hours to get to Burbank. And then, of course, I'm looking at five to get to Pasadena. Once you hit that L.A. traffic, it just slows you down. But I mean, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, L.A. traffic is a nightmare. Yeah, it really is. And it never, ever ends. No, it doesn't. Like. You start to learn when to go that way and when not to go that way. And even right. when you think you know, they switch it up on you and you're fucked at 4 a.m. You're fucked at 1 p.m. <laughs> they mm-hmm. switch it up. You never know what you're going to get. So anytime I go and try and schedule anything up there, I'm like, let's just go up the night before and just yeah. be there. Enjoy your trip, right? Yeah, just fucking be there. It's like I love being in L.A. I just hate traveling within L.A. <laughs> even right. if you're going to another Museum down the road, three miles away, it's still a pain in the ass. No, it really is. Raphael, I see you're wearing a Haunted Mansion sweater from Disneyland, and we're talking about L.A. traffic. Did you see the Haunted Mansion is going to be closed for the next year for remodeling? I know. That's a bummer, but it's okay. I couldn't, haven't afforded to go in like a year. <laughs> yeah, I can't can go wait. anyway. It's fine. Yeah, I can wait. But I tell you, dude, this is one of the best piece of gear that they put out. As a back patch. It's all stitched up. Oh, that's pretty, pretty dope. Rock. And I was like, okay, okay, Disney. Whoever, I'll take it. Whoever, I'm sure it's a Japanese person because it's super tight and small, but <laughs> it's, stretchy, but it's you know, a little stretchy. So I really hope that whatever they're remodeling, that I guess it's just the introduction, like the garden and stuff and the waiting queues is going to be a little. Yeah, different. they're probably making a place to put that line because that line it's stupid. was always yeah, in the way in the sun <laughs> yeah <laughs> as long as they're not changing too much on the inside man because it's if it's not broke don't fix it you know what do you guys watch the movie that came out recently i have not seen it i did I, yeah I, I went and watched it too. i watched everything that comes out anything spooky or horror i've seen it yeah i, I go see, see it all it. we're gonna have to talk about it brother yeah hey, that's do- for another episode <laughs> I'll get around to it. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's all you need to know. She's in it. Yeah, she's Madame uh, in the, the Madame Tussauds. Oh, What's her fucking... whatever. <laughs> Madame. <laughs> she's a wax woman. Madame. Oh. She's just Madame. She's the head in the ball, bro. Nice. <laughs> Is she in the trailer? I don't know. Uh, yeah. It oh, okay. In the trailer. Yep. Yeah. See, I I avoided the trailer. I've been trying to avoid trailers over the what? past year or so. 
What's up with you and Raphael? You're like afraid of the future. You're like, fuck, I can't watch that. I no, they just I feel like they just they expose too much in the trailer. And then I feel like now I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm the polar opposite. Every Sunday morning I wake up Why? before I go to band practice, I drink coffee and I watch all the new movies that like trailers that are coming. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I did watch the new Thanksgiving trailer just because I've been pumped oh, yeah. on it for like 15 that, years. <laughs> that dropped today, didn't it? Yes, oh. yes. Yeah. I found out from a friend that's signed up with was an AMC where you can go see the movies before they're finished kind of deal and get be a freaking lab rat. Yeah. And I didn't know that existed. I kept seeing her going. I was like, but you don't know what movie you're going to see. You don't get to choose. Oh, that's and, corny. Like, and then at the end, you got to sit there and give your opinion for like 30 minutes. I'll fill out a questionnaire. But So I'm is this like a membership you have to sign up for? Or is it just a free. volunteer? I think it's free. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. I think you get on the emailing list and that's how it goes. I don't know. Sign me up. She saw that trailer and sent it to me. I saw it on her thing. I was like, how come I don't know about, how come I, you know about this before I know about this? <laughs> but I was like, damn, okay, I'm going to have to get on that train. Yeah, it sucks that you don't know what movie you're going to see, but at the same time, you might walk in there and get to see Thanksgiving. So you might go in there and see a gem, which would be cool. What mm-hmm. if Thanksgiving's a terrible movie? It could be. We don't know yet. Guys, let's be honest. <laughs> I some terrible movie. That's we're gonna love it. I know. I'm an Eli Roth guy. I, I like Eli Roth's material. I like him. He's there hasn't been too many movies where I was like, eh. like I pretty much enjoyed everything he's put out, and people have been looking forward to this to Thanksgiving for how long now? I don't see how you mess that up. I think he's gonna deliver. I was about twelve point. hours because that's how long ago the trailer dropped. <laughs> I'm gonna... I, I like in the trailer how they incorporated like some of the scenes from the fake trailer that was in the grindhouse. Yeah. I was like, Oh cool. They still got the girl jumping up on the trampoline. I was like, I wonder if she's really going to land on that blade. (laughs) Like in the old sounds uncomfortable. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I'll be there opening night for that. I just want Turkey and stuffing and candy yams and horror. Me too. It's my favorite time of year. Favorite time of year. You want to stuff horrors? (laughs) Large. Large. See, you watch Hellraiser, and now look at you. Yeah, now you're you're in the <laughs> that turkey's looking kind of good. Let's put some chains on it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Thanks for the content idea. Uh, rip it apart and have your way rip with it. Apart with chains. Dog eat it. I thought I would highly advise you to watch one and two again. Of they're they're fantastic films. Okay. Yeah. I now that I re, it reopened my psyche about this one. I want to watch the the originals again. Yeah. Part three, they just walk around and turn everyone into Cenobites. So you got like a Cenobite that's a DJ and they're shooting CDs out of their heads. And yeah, they, they all have gimmicks. Oh, it's <laughs> like a barbecue <laughs> guy and he shoots fire. It's like, like you know, 1995 WWE. <laughs> I'm a mechanic. Cenobite. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is very much that way. Yeah. As silly as that movie is, you have to admit, though, that the we well, don't want to spoil it for Raphael if you're going to watch it, dude. I really I don't give a shit. Like, we could talk about it. I'm going to I'm going to forget in an hour. Anyway. <laughs> that like club slash bar scene, dude, where everybody just gets murked. That was a pretty cool scene. Yeah. And it was done by Clive Barker actually came in and did reshoots. So he's the one who added that that whole scene in there. And you can tell because it stands out from the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, but uh, yeah, I just laugh when Doug Bradley's in the column and he shoots the bullets at him and then he spits them out and you're like, oh, give me a break, (laughs) dude. Dude, And the whole church scene too with Doug Bradley is just awesome. Like the whole imagery of it. It's so epic. epic. So epic. But uh, yeah, no, the first two Raphael definitely for sure watches. Those are like honestly like classics and I still enjoy the third and fourth one too. It gets silly, but they're still fun to watch. Yeah, I own them all. I got them all on DVD. Yeah, I always tell people when they ask me about Hellraiser, I, I tell them that the franchise started out as being the best and ended it probably the worst. I can't think of another franchise that dropped so hard over time. Not a single yeah. one. No, yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, because yeah. it started out so strong. <laughs> right. The third one is silly, but enjoyable. The fourth one is goofy, but enjoyable. But I feel the first four films, you could have you could have ended it there. We didn't really need anything beyond that. Some of those movies, they had to keep the rights. The studio wanted to keep the rights to Hellraiser. Right. So they took scripts and just added Pinhead to it and called it yeah. Hellraiser just to keep the rights. And that was a slap in the face of all the hard work in the years prior. But I yeah. always tell people when there's a remake or a 
entry to a franchise that you don't maybe agree with or that you don't like it it doesn't take away from the original right like the monsters no. everyone's hating this new monsters that come out and i'm like you still have your old monster exactly. they didn't go anywhere exactly yeah. No, that, yeah that's a good point that's a good whether point. you like it or hate it it, it doesn't really ruin the franchise because it's still there no it doesn't and quite honestly it actually probably turns the newer generation onto the older film because now they're going to seek it out and watch it you're potentially making more fans for that original film yeah and in my opinion i actually enjoy the new monsters so everybody could suck it (laughs) i will tell you i thought the visuals on it were beautiful awesome yeah i like the colors the sets the design Great. I, I, some of the other stuff was a little bit of a miss for me, but I, I just watching it, I felt like I was in Halloween. I was like, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it, man. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was cool. My kids loved it. My wife loved it. It was just overall, it's a fun experience watching it. So yeah, good seasonal family film. Exactly. Yeah. The first time I watched that, I was in a hotel waiting to go to Not Scary Farm and I remember the colors and everything like that, but what why I remember it so vividly is because I realized I didn't buy a main ticket, just a fast pass ticket. So I was stressing out that it was going to be sold out that night. Oh, that, no. like, Lisa was snoring, sawing logs because we went out the night before. We're like, let's do this the next day. And it's 4 p.m. We're all asleep. And I'm like, shit, I didn't get tickets. And I <laughs> luckily I got them. I got them again because they sell out a lot of the time, especially on the weekends, which it was. So I have a panic attack tied to that movie, and it's beautifully colored. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Not Scary Farm's a hell of a time, though. It's a lot I of fun. I love it. I yeah. think, I don't know if you want to say this for another episode, but I think it's better than most freaking haunts, your major you know, theme park haunts. A, a couple of years ago, I went to Halloween Disneyland, Not Scary Farm, and Halloween Horror Nights all in the same weekend. I did it all. It was fucking crazy. Not Scary Farm was the best. Yep. It's on that particular school. weekend, I was pretty yeah. impressed. I was like, "Shit, this is." I'm telling you, I like. I'm a very big advocate of knots. Ever since I was a kiddo, I was. I've yeah. been going since I was like 12 years old. Every year, it's a fun. Are you gonna go this year? Fuck you! Yeah. I got a camera. I'm gonna film that. <laughs> I go film that shit. Dude, it's funny you guys mentioned that because I've heard from other people too. They actually prefer Not Scary to Halloween Horror Nights and right. like the and the other opposing theme but parks. I still have to go to Halloween Horror Nights, or otherwise I feel like I'm missing out. I have to see what they're doing. Yeah. The only problem I have with Halloween Horror Nights is it's too fucking busy, dude. They're too busy. They oversell you, the shit. Out. Yeah, you can't even fucking walk around. And when you get in, I always get fast pass these days, and it's extortion. Still, still. But it's you still are like fast There's pass. You're still, still waiting, waiting in thirty line. minutes in some of them. Yeah. yeah. So you can't do it all in a day. It's frustrating. Yep. Yeah. Last time I went to that was when they were doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Exorcist. And what was it? The Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. I think I went that year too, Cliff. Yeah, again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were in the same place at the same time. <laughs> and they had El Kukui or something like that. Some yeah. Yep. No, it was pretty dope. I, I really enjoyed Chucky. all the haunts. The Exorcist being one of my favorite haunts just because it's one of my favorite films. Redeemed Halloween Horror Nights. I am stoked that they fucking put killer clowns from outer space in it. That is cool. A couple years. I was hyped. You don't know how hyped I was. I went to the fucking tent and the guy was out there lip lip singing the freaking intro of like, where's my dog? I was like, yeah, Jared. So I was overly hyped because that's one of my top movies. That one, that movie is one of my good, bad movies. A lot of people like think it's bad, but it's a classic. It's still relevant today. Thank God. And the Dickies doing that intro was great. It's I love that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Written. Dude, I love seeing like the resurgence for that film, finally getting the, the credit it deserves. And I think it has a lot yeah. to do with the brothers. I, I think you pronounce it as it like the Kyoto brothers. Yeah. Uh, just attending Monster Palooza and putting it out there again, like them being there and interacting with the fans made right. that film popular again for this generation. And that's really cool. I want to yeah. get a console just to play Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Texas Chainsaw. I don't know what I need. I don't know if it's an Xbox. I don't know if it's a PlayStation, but I want it just to play those. <laughs> they have a video game of those? Yes. Oh, man. Like, the only reason I know <laughs> I really am old. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's sick. And it's even getting some flack, like the Texas Chainsaw one. It's getting banned and shit like that. I was like, of course it is. But you, everyone's getting all butthurt nowadays. So, yeah. It's awesome. I know they had the Evil Dead and the Friday the 13th. I didn't know about the others. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, the TCM one just dropped here like a couple months ago, I think. I haven't bought it, but 
it looks pretty dope. It looks a lot like the Friday the 13th game. It's online play, and you're either Leatherface or one of the family members, or you're one of the survivors just trying to get away. But it looks really cool. So you don't oh, need a console from that. You just play on the computer? Uh, like, like, for- like that old school game, Doom, like that? Sorry, oh, that shit was amazing. <laughs> that shit scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, I love Doom. Dude, Doom was awesome. Yeah. Even the newer ones. I don't know if you've played the newer ones, but I don't they're know a lot of fun. I play it myself more than I play anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> no, yeah. Or my camera. <laughs> Yeah, I did see that little video you posted. You were petting your camera. Are you guys ready to party? <laughs> Awkward. Don't judge me. I was like, ooh, what's going on there? <laughs> what do you do with that camera? DSLR is purring. He just wants to take some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken four photographs. Oh, that's a whole nother freaking episode. I would love to talk about that whole series. I think it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Right. Or have you seen? It's an older film, Peeping Tom. I sure have. Cross it. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, really? I think you would enjoy it, man. It's a. It's about a guy who likes to take pictures. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> but There's... yeah, hijinks ensue. Yeah, check it out sometime, man. It's very much in the vein of like Psycho. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like those kind of little thinkers. Yeah, it's a cool movie. I just want to say thanks, guys, for tuning in. We should be dropping these every couple weeks. Uh, You can find it on all your major streaming platforms. This is Ben Ben Stitch Houts from Salt Lake City. Raphael Mitchell. And Cliff Helm. Tales from the Casket, exploring all things horror. Thank you, guys. First episode. Peace out. Bye.